Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture lesson this morning is 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they were willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. And our message this morning is God is in control. And we actually finish up our study of the book of Second Peter this morning. Last time we looked at Peter's warnings to the people about false teachers. And he said that we need to pay close attention to what the preacher or the teacher or the leader says. And we need to evaluate their statements and their actions, their lifestyles, based upon Scripture. See, we said false teachers may look and sound good on the outside For a little while at least. But they cannot hide their true feelings on the inside. The false teachers are really only interested in themselves. They're greedy. They want the power. They want the prestige. They want money. They want what's best for them. Sure, as I said, they may start off as true teachers following the word of God but eventually they soften and change their message to tell the people what they want to hear. And, of course, send us money and everything will be okay. That's what was happening in Peter's day almost 2,000 years ago. And we see the same thing continuing on today as well. And Peter further gave examples of God is is there that uh, God will judge the wicked and the wickedness of this world. He's done it before. 
And he gave some examples. Sodom and Gomorrah. Wicked cities. He saved Lot and he destroyed the cities. Peter gave the example of the Noah's flood. The world was wicked, except for Noah and his family. He saved Noah and destroyed the world. And after these, these examples, this leads right into the conclusion that Peter gives in his letter today. And that is the idea of don't lose hope. God is in control. And when you think about your own life, maybe there were some times when you were feeling a little bit down. Or maybe even a little bit let down or disappointed in God. And that is perfectly natural. That's a, that's a human response. As long as we don't continue on in that, with that way of thinking. As long as we turn back to God. You know, maybe you felt that God didn't come through for you. He didn't answer your prayer the way you expected. And this is one of the things that we have trouble doing. You know, a few months ago we talked about prayer and how simple and how prayer, uh, how easy prayer should be. But when you, when you pray, we pray for things. Lord, heal so-and-so. Or, or Lord, bring Sam and Carol back to us. But maybe that's not what God wants. Maybe God is going to use Sam and Carol somewhere else. And that's absolutely wonderful. Or through someone's suffering, through someone's pain, through someone's death, through someone's grief, God uses that to help other people. Sure, we don't want to see things happen. We don't want to see bad things happen. But God is in control. So when we pray, we need to pray for God's will to be done. And whenever we, we're praying for something, we're praying that you know, your son is healed or, or your parents are healed or whatever it is. And that's not what happens. We can become disappointed. And especially if we start listening to what the world says. But at some point in time, you have to get over that disappointment. You have to get over that thought that God let you down or that God didn't answer your prayer. Because He did. He just answered your prayer in a different way. And I think of uh, that, uh, that twig, uh, I forget what his first name is, but he was, he, he, uh, was a soldier and he was killed I think somewhere in Cherry Tree. It was where he lived or uh, Barnesboro area. I, I don't recall. But uh, one of the women in our Bible study, he she has a son that is also in Afghanistan. Uh, and I'm sure she prays every day to keep her son safe. As did the, the Twig family. But God's answer to that prayer was different. For what reason? We don't know. But God's answer was different. But we need to remember that God's answer is best. At the time. It may not be what you want to hear. It may not be what you want to happen. But God knows best. And He gives you what you need. And see the people in Peter's day. 
We're expecting Christ to return at any time now and just take them all to heaven and everything was going to be wonderful. And in fact, the people of uh, Thessalonica were actually quitting their jobs and just hanging out waiting for Christ to return. And that's in, in, in the second letter, Paul wrote to them to say, you can't do that. You can't just sit around and be lazy. You have to continue living your life today but prepare for Christ coming tomorrow. So the world, as we saw in the letter here, the world was mocking the followers of Christ. They were saying, where is your Jesus now? He said he was coming back for you, but where is he? So Peter is encouraging his listeners to stay strong in the faith. And he also tells them to Expect certain things in the last days, the days that we continue to live in today. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Christ will come when the world does not expect it. He's not slow. He's not slack in His promise. He did not forget about us. Rather, He is patient. He's patient with us. And He's patient with the world waiting for all to come to repentance to Him. He's giving the world plenty of time to change their ways. How do they change their ways? Well, He uses us. And He wants us to go out there and tell the world about Him so that they indeed can and will change. See, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So we as believers need to be out there telling the world, telling the world about the one true God and the way to salvation through Jesus Christ. And we tell them not just with our words, but with our actions as well. So Peter tells his readers, tells his listeners, so they do not become disappointed with God. And it still applies to us today as well. God has not abandoned us, as some people think. We cannot believe these false teachers. We cannot get trapped with the deceptions of Satan. We must continue to believe and serve God. He is in control. It may not seem like it at times, but He is. And when we are doubting something or questioning something, we just need to accept it on faith. We need to accept that this is God's plan. And as we mature as Christians, our eyes are opened to see God's hand at work in our life. And not only in our lives, but in the lives of others around us as well. We can see God answering our prayers. And as we become more in tune with God, we'll see more answers to our prayers. We'll get the answers we want because they're the answers that God wants. God is in control and He keeps His promises. He says He will return for us and He will. He prepares a place for us in His house's many mansions and He will return to us to take us with Him. But until that time, 
we need to continue serving Him. We need to separate ourselves from the sin of this world and let God's love rule in our hearts. We need to live a Christ-like life and serve Him while waiting for Him. We need to be on guard. We must guard our faith. The false teachers are still out there. Satan wants to deceive us and turn us from God. The world and Satan wants us out of fellowship with God. So we need to be strong in our faith. We need to follow Christ closely. We need to continue to grow and mature as Christians and truly know Christ. And that's something Peter talks a lot about through his, both of his letters, is the knowledge of Christ. And not just that intellectual knowledge of Christ, but rather an intimate knowledge of who He is, of what He has done, and what He will do. And again, not just knowing those things in a factual way, but believing it and living it out in your life accordingly, having a relationship with Him. Challenging. It's very challenging. The temptations of this world do not make it any easier on us. See, the world seems to know when you're down and out. The world seems to know when you're stressed out. The world seems to know when you're upset, when you're sad, when you're angry, or whatever. The world senses that. And the world is there ready to give you its solutions. The solution might just be, ah, give up on all that church nonsense. It does nothing but take up your time and, and money. Or the solution might be, you know what? Come on out to the bar with me. We're going to have a, a nice evening of drinking and, and we're going to get all of your troubles will disappear. You'll have a great time. Or, you know what, it's tough at work, not able to make ends meet, your business isn't doing well, eh, just fudge the numbers a little bit on the taxes for a little bit. You'll be okay. Pocket some of that cash instead of putting it into the cash register. The world has its own solutions, but they're not God's solutions. And we all experience times like this. Sure, they may not be dramatic, but we do experience things like this. Frustrations, sadness, anger. And I think part of it is because of our own unreal, unrealistic expectations. Sometimes expectations that we place on ourselves. Sometimes expectations we place on others. And sometimes even on God. As I said before, sometimes we pray to Him for the things that we want rather than the things that He wants for us. And that's when we truly need to be on guard and come to Christ for our strength. And again, remind ourselves that God is in control, that He has a plan for our lives. And He has a plan for others as well. And it's amazing how all of those different plans fit together somehow 
even though we don't know it and we can't understand it. Sometimes there are lessons that we need to learn. And God allows those bad things, as we call them, to happen in our lives or in the lives of others so that we learn the lessons we need to learn. And we can be strengthened through those trials for the future. God is not slack in His promises. He will return again for us. And we must live our lives accordingly. That was Peter's encouragement to his listeners, to his readers. And that is his encouragement to us today as well. Let's close with a prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the many blessings in our lives today. We thank You for being there and answering our prayers. We ask for Your forgiveness when we feel that You have not answered our prayers the way that we wanted. Rather, open our eyes so that we may see the plan and purpose that You have for each and every one of us. Help us to be patient and to remember that you indeed are in control. Thank you for taking care of us and doing what is best for us. We ask this in Jesus' precious name, who lives and reigns with you now and forever. Amen.